Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of the Word Up Podcast, your daily Bible study companion. We hope you've been blessed by previous episodes. If you're new here, we'd like to say a big welcome. We believe you're not here by accident and we've got something great for you today. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, tea or juice and let's get right into it. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12, the NIV. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I read the Passion Translation as well. It says, But we have the living word of God, which is full of energy like a two-mouthed sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of our hearts. This is one of my favorite verses of scripture. It tells us about the inherent potential in the word of God. Alive, active, sharp, accurate and intentional. Finally, life-changing. In science, different elements undergo several processes to be made active. An element could have the potential of life in it, but would be in its inactive state until it is activated by another. Some of those cells are called helper cells or activator cells, etc. And they're usually the major step for anything to happen because without life, there is no discussion. When there is life, there is hope. This is different with the Word of God. God's Word has life in itself and needs no activator for nothing. The Word of God possesses the life of God and this Word created everything we see and now enjoy. We can't possibly talk about the potency of God's word without flipping back to Genesis where it first manifested. Bible records that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And earth was without form, empty and chaotic. Earth was in a state of concern like someone is faced with an issue of concern today. What happened in Genesis was God the Father showing us how to deal with issues of concern. We see the same pattern replicated by Jesus, the Son, during his sojourn on earth. And the Holy Spirit brings up God's word to our remembrance in the face of adversity. The word of God is more powerful than you think it is. When God was faced with this hopeless situation of the earth, Genesis 1-3 tells us what he did to address it. And God said, Ooh. That was the beginning of transformation. The moment God began to say something, the earth never remained the same. The moment God began to say something, the earth never remained the same. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is not positive thinking we're referring to here. 
What is positive thinking? It is being positive, being hopeful that something positive will happen, which anyone in the world can achieve. The people of the world use positive thinking with the power of the mind and achieve some sort of results. Dear friends, the difference between positive thinking and God thinking is the basis upon which our thought stands. God thinking or God speaking is based on the foundation of God's word and because God's word is alive, when we use it by faith in ugly and deadly situations, it has the inherent potential to make them living and beautiful. Have you ever placed an office pin on a magnet? By virtue of that association, the pin acquires magnetic potential and is able to do what the magnet can do. It's able to magnet other office pains which it could not do before the encounter. When God's word is spoken into a situation, a relationship is established between that situation and the word of God. And just like the pain which acquired the qualities of the magnet, the situation upon which God's word is spoken receives the life and beauty of the word of God. Flipping back to Genesis again, everything God spoke to existence was good. So the word of God has the potential to only make good things. It turns bad things to good ones. This applies to any situation according to God's will by faith. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. The word is sharper than the sharpest sword. Hmm. At the time when the Bible was written, if an army was asked to choose one weapon for a fight, it would be the sword. The sharper the sword, the more effective its use in battle. If the sword was only sharp on one edge, it would require more time and energy and puts the life of the fighter at risk. The word of God is sharper than the sharpest double-edged sword and effective to quickly destroy the enemy from any direction he may attack. Even though an orthopedic surgeon may claim to know the divide between the bone and marrow, no one can tell the divide between the soul and spirit. This is telling us that our hidden secrets are not out of reach for the word of God. As much as sword is used for fighting, it's also useful for pruning. And we understand the importance of pruning in a tree and how that impacts its fruitfulness. The word of God instructs, it corrects, it chastises and scolds us when we do wrong in order to lead us to the perfection of Christ. The Bible says parents only correct the child they love. Correction and discipline are part of the Christian walk to build us to a place of maturity where we do away with childish, sinful and worldly practices. Our thoughts may seem personal to us and hidden from others, but God's word is able to judge our intentions, change our thoughts, and renew our minds.
The Passion Translation says we have this word, this wonder word. My question to you is this, what are you doing with this wonder weapon you've got? Don't be thirsty in the midst of water. As we bring today's episode to a wrap, the Passion Translation says, For we have the living word of God, which is full of energy like a two-mouthed sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being, where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. It interprets and reveals the true thoughts and secret motives of our hearts. What are some life lessons we could pick up from this beautiful scripture? Number one, you've got the wonder-working, life-giving word of God with you. Understand it, stay with it, utilize it. Number two, there's nothing hidden from God that his word cannot reach. There is nothing that's hidden from God. His word can reach through every deep thing. Number three, we can renew our minds and thoughts through constantly engaging God's word in meditation. So if you're troubled by bad thoughts, dedicate time with God's word for meditation and this will change your thought process to his thought process. Shall we pray? Dear Father, we thank you for the gift of your word. Thank you because we have this life-giving word. We ask, dear God, that you help us to be good students of your word. Help us to love your word more than anything else in this life. Help us to spend time with it day and night, meditating upon it day and night. Help us to understand your word and use it for daily living. Lord, help us to be humble even when we are corrected by your word. Help us to be open to correction, to chastisement, and to rebuke from your word. And as we go through this process, Lord, we know you're moving us from one level of glory to another as we become even more like Christ. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Word of Podcast today. We hope you've been inspired by God's word. If you've got any questions or comments, you could leave them at the comment section below or email us at wordoppodcast21 at gmail.com. We'd be delighted to read from you. You could also do it by letting us know where you're listening from and how this program has blessed you. See you next time for another exciting and inspiring episode of the Word Up Podcast. God bless you. Bye-bye.